0: Twenty-three, And enter the PIN, 287 723 followed by the pound key twice. And now, your hosts, Chris Devin, Barry Lester, Sean Platts, Robert Herrick, and Bill Sparks.
1: Well, a very good evening from... Uh naples florida it's very balmy here in 74 degrees i just got here just a few minutes before your time but welcome to the sports lounge live and what show is it chris
2: number 127 i'm not going to make that mistake again like last week and uh, but it's uh january 19th 2021 and if we make any mistakes I know there's going to be some of those going around later on tonight and into tomorrow. Please pardon us because we'd we'd, we'd like a pardon, too. Why not? Everybody else may get them. So anyhow, what are we going to do on this show? Well, of course, we're down to the final four in the NFL. So we're going to be talking about that and other news and notes. A lot of coaches were hired and uh, GMs and so forth. And we're going to be talking about that. Uh, we're also going to then uh, talk a little bit about the NBA, big NBA trade, and uh, we will be discussing that. And also just we've got our NBA standings now. I went in, went through and did those. Miss A was very helpful with that this morning. So we were able to get the standings. And it's kind of interesting because, you know, you let them play for about a month and see where everybody is. And there's some teams that are uh, doing much better than expected and others are not. So we'll, we'll talk about that. Then we're going to talk about baseball. Uh, we're going to do some college sports, uh, college football, and uh, Sean has some information about the college basketball, the NCAA March Madness, which will be kind of compressed as everything else in this world is these days with COVID and and so forth. But uh, and then uh, we uh, we get a little hockey. Robert will uh, update us on, and then we have uh, we'll be talking about some uh, sportscaster awards, sportscaster Hall of Fame uh, that uh, uh, some people are going to get into. And before I uh, turn uh, things over, we go around the panel and have everybody give their little uh, input. Uh, We have our death list, of course. We'll finish with that. And there's only five. We started the the day. Well, the biggest one we may not have all the information on, and this is not written here, but the biggest one is Don Sutton. Uh, That just about an hour ago, I guess it came down, or 45 minutes, that he died in his sleep. He's 75 years old. Of course, Hall of Fame pitcher for the the Braves and the Brewers, and uh, a longtime Brave announcer. I've uh, been been with the Braves for many years in the days with Skip Carey and Pete Van Weeren and John Sterling and all those guys. You know, one of the one of the big uh, Joe Simpson, all the all the guys you saw. in TBS doing those games over those years. So Don Sutton, a, a great announcer, great pitcher, and uh, one of the spitballers, they told us back in yes. the day. And
3: I'm sure David USF will have a complete rundown. Right.
2: If, if David comes in today, he may do something for us live. If not, uh, we'll get something uh, next week. But we do have some audio about him. So we'll probably start our death wow. segment with that. So you'll want to be uh, tuned for that. We have uh, the other people, Tim Lester, 52 52 years old only, fullback for the Rams and the Steelers. Um, Charlie Thomas, 89 years old, uh, former owner of the Houston Rockets and uh, ran a bunch of car dealerships around the country. Ben Hines, 85 years old, a hitting coach for the Dodgers and uh, and other places in baseball. John Arnett, 85 years old, running back for uh, for USC and the Rams and the Bears. And uh, he's one of the first uh, Ram names I remember uh, back in uh, the late '50s, and and Tony Ingle, 68 years old, basketball coach for uh, in uh, like NAIA and Division three and so forth. So anyway, for my little uh, thought today, um, I'm I took today off. I'm taking tomorrow off for the inauguration. I'm, uh, I'm, some of the panelists are happy, some are not with the outcome of the election. But one thing I was very happy to see today Finally, after uh, 10 months, we, on a national level, even for a brief moment, honored the people who died of this virus 400,000 people. I think that's a step in the right direction. That's the unity we can start to combat this virus, get together, make it not about politics, but saving lives and honoring those who we've lost. And I think that that's uh, important that we actually did that today. Okay, Rick, what is your thought on this uh, Tuesday?
4: A uh, couple of quick NFL notes off the top here: uh, one bad, one good um, observations. I want to go after another, quickly after another <laughs> team, not like not like I did the Eagles two weeks ago. And if I'm on here long enough, I'll get to every team eventually. But yeah, right. the Detroit Lions, and it, nothing's official yet, but. Dan Campbell as the head coach. Come on, that's you know, that's you wonder why teams hang around forever and never even get to the Super Bowl. Mm. There's still candidates out there like Eric Bieniemy, and I don't know what's going on with Eric Bieniemy because he it's been uh, two years now. And... He
5: interviewed with the Texans yesterday.
4: Yeah, but he had a yeah, lot of interviews. He just
2: we'll never
5: seems to get We touched on that on drug. our NFL segment. Well, get yeah, the
3: problem is he's got. There was
2: another part to what Rick was going to say. Yes.
3: Okay, go ahead, Rick. No, no. Oh, oh, whoa, oh um, I thought
4: there a, was. It on try, the Lions, yeah, but uh, team. You got like, yeah, try. no, not tread. The, the good thing is, um, oh, okay, that that fourth down play at the end of the Kansas City Chiefs game. My God, I never thought they'd hike the ball, and when they did, actually throw in the ball with a backup quarterback, that Andy Reid, he's got he's got nerves of steel, man. That that was something. <laughs>
2: yeah, it was. Yeah, well, that really was. Okay, Harry, yeah. what have you got going today?
5: Oh boy, it's about thirty degrees. There's a gale wind blowing. Luckily, we're not playing football here because the, the kicking game would certainly be affected by thirty-plus mile an hour winds today. But uh, <laughs> nonetheless, we are having tenderloins and potato wedges for supper tonight. So boy, mm. that's good. Oh, I'll be over. Uh, and <laughs> uh, right. no NFL teams to trash this week. So uh, uh, college <laughs> okay, well, basketball well, for college basketball for me is kind of depressing this year. Northern Iowa is terrible. Yeah. but are uh, they? You know, oh, okay, it happens, Robert.
3: Um, yeah, well, um, first of all, it, uh, we're like in the 40s today, and we have uh, uh, gale winds, and we're supposed to get snow later in the week, so uh, we're going to join Perry's uh, situation here in the next couple of
5: days. Just keep that uh, snow the, out there. We don't want it.
3: Yeah. Uh, on the Eric B. Enemy thing, I was um, – Apparently he's got some baggage in his background, and that's keeping him from well, getting up. We'll, we'll uh, talk about that in the football you know, notes. So,
6: okay,
2: you know. all right. And Bill, uh, any any interesting stories on your uh, trip across, uh, halfway across the country?
1: Let's see. I met a Raiders fan at the airport. Oh, good. For whatever did, that, did they have their
2: knives and guns or, or what? I, almost. <laughs> no. he,
1: he was a Raiders fan and a Giants fan. I said, for "Oh, God's okay. That's a strange guy." Yeah, the Giants combo. fan was
2: very classy. But,
1: yeah. But
6: <laughs>
2: okay. He was
1: a very all right, Sean, on
2: to uh, set us up here for oh. the uh, rest of the show. All
6: right. Well, first of all, it's, like I said here, it's rainy. It was in the, it was 70 degrees, and then when I came out of the grocery store, it's down to the 50s. So it was <laughs> down to the 50s. <laughs> Luckily, I had a jacket with me. But anyway, yes. First of all, let me give you the poll question, and it's a little different than what I had advertised to some people. Right. Uh, or I, we claim, called we an it. audible.
2: Yes, that's right. We, and we changed,
6: called an audible. We're going to do that at a later date. But we're going to share... Our championship week memories. It doesn't have to be with your team. It can be about championships of any, you know, any game. Because hey, as an older fan, I didn't have many. Didn't have too many AFC championship memories. Because so, that uh, killed, killed the game was not a championship.
2: Yeah, remember, wasn't Bum going to kick the door in one year, and he didn't. Uh, his foot missed
1: or something. <laughs> yeah, he was going to kick the that. door
6: in, but yeah. anyway, as you, you can call in, download the Zoom app, or dial six four six. 876-9923, then do the code 287-723-4600. Hit the pound key twice. Uh, if you want to leave us any comments, questions, anything, uh, lounge at G- sports lounge at allthingsradio.net or 773-572-7715. Seven, 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 uh, hit pound, pass the greeting, and do not mark the message private or 800 693 zero five nine five option number two uh stay up with all the sports news seven one two four three two three six four two board nine is your sports lounge board and board 13 is the schedules board especially with all the changes it's a good way to do that now let's speak of we teased a little bit of nfl notes so let's go ahead on in so the national football
2: mm-hmm. okay. Well, Sean, why don't you just start talking about your Texans, and we can throw in uh, with uh, your information because you're a Texans fan. So just just let it go. Okay.
6: Well, we'll start off. Uh, all right. The Texans stuff was we mentioned. I think I talked about this a little bit last week. The whole Deshaun Watson stuff and the tweet. Well, fairly, Cal McNair promised he, as part of a contract negotiation, he said to Deshaun Watson, "Hey." What wants your input on coach and GM? Then of course they hire Nick Cazario. Nick Cazario, from the you know they finally got him. There was tampering charges. Remember a couple of years ago, and then it all started going. Deshaun Watson, you know, he was well. They're saying he wants a trade, but apparently he's not asked for a trade, but he's not happy. Uh, it got into Andre Johnson tweeted out. He said, you know, I support Deshaun. It's a good way, you know. Houston's the place of wasting your talent. Uh, nothing good ever comes out of Jack Easterby, and then DeAndre Hopkins, who was traded last year by Bill O'Brien, said, uh, "When Dre speaks, you need to listen." And then apparently there was a well, there was there was supposed to be a protest today. They were going to march down to uh, NRG Stadium. People want to call it Reliant, but that's the old. <laughs> but NRG Stadium and. Deshaun Watson said, no, no, let's hold off because of, you know, don't want to get anybody in trouble with COVID or anything. But apparently they did have one yesterday. They marched from his cheesesteak restaurant, some people did, to uh, the stadium, and they were hung call- for the firing of Jack Easterby. There was a couple hundred people. And there's already talks of trades. Uh, Miami, you had Deshaun Watson for Tua. Then, you know, there's talk of the Jets for or, uh, Sam Darnold, the number one draft pick this year, a fourth-round draft pick this year, a first-round draft pick in 22, a first-round draft pick in 23. And there's also uh, talk of Jimmy Garofalo and the 12th pick this year and a couple of other uh, draft picks throwing in for uh, Deshaun Watson. But if, if it does happen, it's the Jets. Now, Cal McNair issued a statement during all of this also. Cal McNair said, you know, Jack Easterby does not handle football. Nick Casario is our football guy. Originally, they were not going to talk to Eric Bienami because uh, Jack Easterby felt, well, he had a DWI in his past. Oh, well. And like I said last week on here, the reason with uh, him and DeAndre Hopkins was trading him was because he had babies from two different women and oh, what a what a crime! What a crime! But Jack Easterby, you know, the chaplain who worked his way right. into the front office, and then, but he's saying, I stand behind Jack Easterby, but Deshaun, and he didn't call Deshaun Watson. He just sent him a text going, Hey, hey, I support you. But they did interview Eric enemy yesterday. Of course, notice they can't hire him until after the Chiefs are done with the playoffs so you know, but what but i don't that get
2: comes... I, it seems like you know it's the it's the old there was a goofy game that uh, <laughs> that you play when you're drunk Rick, Rick, this to me one night it's like <laughs> you got this thing on your head like a pillowcase on your head or something. you know take off you know take take something off now take something off. you forget that the least useful thing you have is the dumb pillowcase on your head if you've been drinking for a while that kind of thing and this Easterbee, what is his purpose
6: uh, why is he there Vice president of operations or something like that. Yeah,
2: but I mean, it's like, okay, you know, if he's driving everybody crazy, if he is not with the times as far well, as, you know, you're going to deal with people with, with flawed past if you're going to have run a football team. So what is the point?
6: Okay, I don't know. Bill O'Brien got him in there. Bill O'Brien got him in, and for some reason, Cal McNair liked him. Because remember, Cal McNair, unlike these other families, Cal McNair had nothing to do with his dad's team. He just... Inherited. It wasn't like, I mean, for good or bad, Mark Davis, Dean Spanos, the Roonies, uh, Stephen Jones, the Maras, yeah, all Maris. the Dallas yeah. people. It, right. it wasn't like any of those. Cal McNair just got in and was like, oh, I got a football team. I I don't know anything about it. And Okay, Jack, well, he, he should sell the team. He, he no, sold well, it. Yeah, he should. Yeah. But, but he should. my I mean, point is, you,
2: if it sounds to me like, you get to the point where, and this happens in the, with a scandal and an administration, and you see it all the time. This Easterby is not useful to you. Get rid of him. No.
6: He was a chaplain and a life coach, but he's okay. not the executive <laughs> vice president. Of,
2: Set yeah. him up to be a chaplain of your other businesses or something. You know, you, you, can, you can give him a yeah. golden parachute, I mean, he
6: got, but, you, but the guy he's not going to get him, along the, with
2: these players. That's my no, point.
6: The guy, the guy that brought him in is already gone, probably going to Alabama. Uh, yeah, you know, let him go. I mean, let him yeah. go on. I mean, is that yeah, basically what the people in, in
2: Houston, you know, the oil fans. I mean, the, the Texan
6: fans are saying that
2: they just get rid of this guy.
6: Oh, Easter me, Easter me is not very well liked. And, and people didn't know much about him before a year ago, but he's, he's um, a lot of people are even media, John McClain and others are, you know, John McClain writes, Houston Chronicle, big NFL uh, writer. They're siding with the, uh, they're siding with the, the you know, Sean Watson.
5: Yeah, the players. Right. Okay.
4: I'll bet the, fan, right. I'll bet the fans is,
5: are. Oh, go ahead, Rick. I was just going
4: to wonder. Here was one of the. It does sound like Watson wants to leave now, and in fact, he was in New York last night. Um, but what I'm hearing, one of the main reasons is that he went to Bill O'Brien. He's going to Easterby now, and now they've hired Nick Caceres. and he's not happy with this tree from the Patriots. He wants the wants no part of that anymore.
5: So, well, so then we okay. don't think he'll be going to the Patriots. That would be the, the no. short answer. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, but the, I'll bet the fans out there are saying, "Guys, get to the game!" So let's do so. Yeah. Well, and let's. Right, we start- got
2: a few more stories. You want to do some stories, and then we'll do the scoreboard. We got Urban Meyer was finally hired by Jacksonville, yes. and yep. this is this brings me back to like '93 here for the Patriots when when they got Bill up. Uh, Parcells, and then they got Drew Bledsoe right after that. And that can, like, jumpstart your franchise. It's never been the same here since then. You know, it goes back to that day, a little bit in 73 with Chuck Fairbanks and the, you know, uh, uh, Daryl Stingley, uh, John Hanna, and, you know, Sam Cunningham draft. But, you know, especially you get the get the star quarterback and the star coach, that really gets your team in, in going. And there shouldn't be any more barring a, a major disaster there shouldn't be any more talk about Jacksonville playing games in London and Jacksonville going to this place or that i think they'll set them up they they should be on the way now definitely uh, Robert Sala was hired by the Jets, and everybody is very excited about this yep, down there. Yeah, yep. and, and he's uh, from the San Francisco defensive coordinator. And well, D- David consider, Deal was on. Um, David it. Deal was on the other day on Sunday morning show on Fan, and he has had contact with him. He said he's a real good coach. He's going to get this done, and he still he has com- confidence too in the uh, GM. So the Jets, uh, you know, maybe heading in the right direction. And certainly, if they can get to Sean Watson, they sure are. What were you going to say, Robert?
3: Uh, considering the fact that so many 49er players were injured, especially on the defensive side of the ball. He actually got more out of the defense than what most coordinators would. So, yeah. and he and if he would not have gotten the Jets job, uh, he had offers from the Chargers and a couple of other teams. So yeah, the Eagles. Cho- yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he chose the Jets. So uh uh-huh. Well, that's he, a smart.
2: You know, if you if you can make it you know we'd say that make it anywhere, and the deal is uh, the Jets are, are right there. I mean, they they're not so far behind the giant i mean there are always always going to be more giant fans but they're not so far behind getting their fans back i mean it, it, you're locked in you're a jets fan or a giants fan down there but right. they they are not they people are so disillusioned they want something they're so hungry and you give them anything you know and the jet fans are ready to roll i mean and so they 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 seem pretty happy down there at this point as opposed to adam Gase, with everybody knew and we said it here when it happened everybody knew it was going to fail it just yep. was never going to work Okay, Detroit, Carolina, and uh, got uh, new GMs. Uh, Denver, Detroit, uh, Detroit Carolina, Detroit, and Denver, and Denver, and uh, nobody remembered their names. So no, okay. No. Uh, Were are they basically capologists? Is that kind of who they are? I, are they, I, w- their- I
3: would think so. I didn't recognize any of the names. I'd never heard them before. No. So okay, yeah. But today, wa- the Washington Football Team hired uh, uh, Mar- Marty Herney, the former. Uh, panthers gm so he's working again with ron rivera so okay that's cool yeah, yeah. arthur smith
2: the defense uh, the offensive coordinator for tennessee was hired by arthur blank and it always helps if you have the same first name as your <laughs> you know your coach and stuff and your owner and that that's a yeah. good thing so the arthur's are in charge uh, yeah. and if they become the kings of the nfl all the headlines king arthur's yeah. reign yeah. and all that yeah. And you
6: get caught between the moon and new york city <laughs> right.
2: okay brandon staley was uh um, he's the rams defensive coordinator and he was he won't have to move he's been hired by the chargers to be their head coach what do people say about that in the around? i haven't heard much about it.
3: um well um they wanted uh they wanted uh you know they wanted the jets coach first but uh they're uh from what i'm from what i'm reading out of the la papers uh uh, people are okay with uh, the higher.
4: Okay. And we already I heard think where, the, um, the, the, the good, good thing about that could be that, you know, Herbert was fine last year. So to keep the same offensive coordinator and daily yeah. can work on that defense, which, which has some stars and should be playing better than they are. They then do. That they do. They really work. Yeah. They
2: just they, yeah, their big problem the last couple of years is they they're always in position to win and, and the defense comes on the field and that's, the end. you know, half the time they don't hold it or even less than half the time they don't. You yeah. Know,
3: well, that's why, why I'm concerned holding. about the Raiders getting guns. Bradley from the Charger. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. like...
2: So, Rick has already uh, let his feelings be known about uh, Dan, Dan
4: Campbell. So, what specifically is it that people say? He's just another guy? Is that what they're
3: yeah, thinking, another,
4: Rick? just you know, another wheat red. I, you know, New Orleans tight ends coach. Come on, you know. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I, you know, to be fair, the, last year at this time, I would have said, yeah, the Giants are hiring a special teams and receiver coach that nobody ever heard of. But, but from the Patriots tree, true. Rick. I mean, yeah. I know. yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, Deshaun oh. may not want it, but other people yeah, do. Well, you know? As far as Watson's concerned. And the Patriots' tree has root rot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Well,
2: well we we haven't got anything to trade. Uh, you know, we got no, we got nothing. You know, we got no, <laughs> no compared to the Jets or the Dolphins or any of these teams. But it looks like that's what we need is to have Deshaun Watson. Except cap happens. space. You got a lot of cap space. Got yeah. cap space, but we got no yeah. uh, no trading uh, no. Uh, ability. Chips, no, no yeah. and and uh, they they will easily be the fourth best if, if Watson comes to the Jets. That'll definitely move the Jets past the Patriots, and they'll be you know, yeah. looking up at everybody in this division.
6: If they get Eric the enemy, Watson may not go. He may be sad. They may work out some and say, hey, you know, depending on what Cal McNair says, but I don't know. I think, yeah, I, I don't know, but – yeah, for me the one the Urban Meyer deal that one is kind of interesting. Yeah, well, again, yeah. it depends
2: on his health, of course, and whether he's going to really well, hold out. And, and, and there's always Jackson, two schools of thought Jackson, about. He's not done the pro. He's never been in a, even a pro coordinator, has but, he? No,
6: no, yeah, no. He is, is not. But but okay, he's been studying. Right, a young team like Jacksonville, he's been studying a lot of the film. If you remember, Jimmy Johnson had. Jimmy Johnson did. Pretty decent, and then John Robinson, John McKay. You okay,
2: you know, whatever. Yeah,
6: you had flops like uh, Steve Spurrier and Nick Saban. Yeah, I mean, no telling what he would have done in the in the pros if he had stayed. Yeah, but you know, like Urban Meyer, he's all right. His help, he's going to Jacksonville. He's going to Jacksonville, an hour away from Gainesville, where he's familiar. It's not like he's taking a Jets job or a Chargers job or. Texas or USC? What the media is stress? The stress level in Jacksonville's very low compared to any of those. Because USC, I mean, they're not open, but let's say there were. There's always been rumors about him in USC. It's in L.A. They're basically the third pro team in L.A. The Chargers. Well. Some say the Chargers might be the third team in LA and USC and Rams might be. Yeah, right. You know, that, that's kind of – but Chargers sent it. The Jets, yes, New York, Texas, uh, Blue Blood. I mean, you look at all these places he could have gone. Jacksonville, it's a safe deal. He's going to pluck some guys from Ohio State. He's been – like I said, he's been watching this talent. If nothing else, I mean, he's he's got a lot of control. He's going to have a lot of control. I know they're going to have a GM, but you know Urban is going to say, hey, I'm I got this team and he's, he's been at Fox. I'm sure he's been talking to Jimmy Johnson
5: about it, you know?
2: Right. So, okay. Now I know that Perry has been itching to, to give scores. So Perry, let's do it.
5: Yes. They, well, maybe, maybe it's so I can get this one out of the way Packers <laughs> 32 Rams 18. The game really wasn't that close to Packers. No. You never thought the Packers were in any kind of trouble. Aaron Rodgers, of course, you know, played a fairly decent game and, and, uh, the Packers move on.
2: Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, even though they got within one score, you know, it's 25-18, you somehow just didn't yeah, you, think that it was no. really going to happen. No?
3: Right. And I've been reading in the L.A. papers, Perry, that uh, it's not copacetic between McVeigh and Golf, so there might even be a possibility that Golf could be traded somewhere. And
5: the Rams have some salary cap issues, too, that they have to figure out. So we'll have to see how all that goes. Yeah. Bills seventeen, Ravens three. There again, you you the Bills once they untied it at three, went up ten to three, and said, "You never thought the Ravens were going to do anything." Well, you should
2: the, no, no, that's not quite true because when it was ten to three, the Ravens came marching right down the field. And looked like they were going to tie it up. They were right down there. And, uh, LeSean, uh, you know, Jackson, Lamar Jackson threw an interception. And Taron Johnson, again, who had run back that touchdown uh, against the Steelers that turned that game around in the middle of the year, ran ran back the 101-yard uh, touchdown.
4: Was that what the play that Jackson got hurt on, too? Yes, yes, it was because yep. he got, no, he no, got no. blocked. No, that's not the play he got hurt on. Okay. He, got, gonna... hurt. he got hurt later when, when, for the second time they – they hiked the ball yeah. over his head, oh, yeah, okay. He, he, he ran back and got it like the two-yard line and just threw it away, and then he got hit and banged right. his head on the ground. Yeah. yeah. But yep. they were saying oh, that right. wasn't a good – and I don't know, you
2: guys saw it or maybe you'd know. They said on, on uh, the radio, on the building team, they they said that that was not a good interception, that he read his eyes, and, no. you know, that Lamar Jackson.
4: Yeah, that was not
2: good. Yeah, that's, all, that's what, they, game, said. That's game, what I,
5: they said on yeah. Westwood one too.
3: Yeah.
4: All game, I think the wind was – neither quarterback looked real good throwing the ball. No. I think the wind was really effective.
3: Yeah. But the no, kickers it, it, had, the kickers had issues all night. Yeah, right? yes, I mean, you never missed see Tucker field miss field two
2: vehicles. No, no. Uh, Tower Huntley came in, but he couldn't really get anything done. So that was it. So Buffalo moves to the championship game for the first time since the 93-94 season. Yes,
5: yes and they will play the Chiefs who beat the Rams, or the Rams, they beat the Browns, <laughs> I should say, 22-17. <laughs> to 17. Now, this was the best game of the weekend because yes, it was. the, the it Browns was it? Gave, they gave the Chiefs everything they wanted, and yep. who knows if Mayfield didn't get hurt. Um, Mahomes. If Mahomes, Mahomes didn't get hurt. hurt, you wonder if the game would yep. have been that close. I don't. I don't think it would. I don't know. I think would have Chad he did save the. He
6: did hold on. He did hold up. He did hang on. He did. He held but I think it would have. It would have been more. It would. You got to give the Browns
2: credit. They were behind nineteen to three, and they kept playing. And said, Graham used to say, kept sawing wood." And what they did was they kept. We and this was the the one. This is the first time we heard this back in the sixty nine. 70 season, as I always call them, you know, the way the Super Bowl ended with the Chiefs and the Browns, they used to talk. That was the first time you heard the expression, bend would not break. The Browns did that over and over again. The Chiefs would get down there, and they held them to a field goal, held them to a field goal. And, you know, yeah. Chiefs just were not getting far enough ahead so that once the Browns did catch fire in the second half they made a real game of it yeah you're probably right about Chad yep. Henne uh you know not being you know pulling it out he he got him through but you know if he has, yeah. if he has to play sunday it's a problem but
3: I, uh, I don't have any faith in him if he's got to play on no. a but full game
6: no apparently
2: no. mahomes is in the per- con- concussion uh, protocol i was going to say percussion protocol it's just easier <laughs> to... and so anyway he's in there and uh, but they they're thinking Rick, heard they they think oh, he might that,
4: He's, he's already passed. I think a couple of the pro- there's like five different things he has to pass and then and then get uh, yeah. cleared by two doctors. He's right. already passed a couple of them, and they're thinking he may even practice tomorrow. Yeah, so yeah. It, it's sounding good. But on well, that, that on the Browns game, there I, I think the game turned on that. Played with less than two minutes in the first half when Higgins tried to reach the ball over the the goal yeah, line right. and it got knocked out and it was a touchback. That yeah. By, by that, the that way,
3: that should have, that should have been called a penalty on the Chiefs. That was an it. An, should it should have. Yeah. That was an yeah. illegal hit, and I don't know how the officials missed that.
4: Yeah, because, it was helmet to helmet. But unfortunately, when you go back to check the the replay on the uh, on the touchback, that's not reviewable. But,
3: yeah, yeah, I know. That, and that that watch that rule in the competition committee, Rick, uh, get changed after this.
4: You mean the yeah. touchback
3: one? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah,
4: I you know I've heard a lot of people this week saying it should. I'm not so sure it should be changed, but I'm hearing a yeah. lot of people saying it should. Yeah, I, I was listening, you know, to the Browns guys, and I don't think that
2: the the side, their sideline reporter really understood what Doug Deacon, who was their color man, was saying because he was saying, "Well, it went out of bounds, and so why didn't they get the ball back? Well, it didn't go out of bounds when the end zone. That's a different. That's the point that people who want to change it would make. That what's the difference between going in the end zone and going out of bounds anywhere else on the field?
3: Yeah, no, I have a feeling because of the play, well, yeah. If you've noticed, if anything major has happened in the playoffs, the competition committee has yeah. has always changed something the following spring. So,
5: yep, they do. Okay, and last game, Perry. It was uh, the Buccaneers thirty, the Saints 20. Turn, uh, 21 So uh, twenty no, no, right, 20, 20. 20. Yeah, twenty. I got it right 20. here.
2: I said it the wrong thing. Yeah, so four 20. turnovers for the uh, for the Saints. And uh, Pierre may be wanting to comment on this. Uh, three interceptions by, uh, uh, thrown by Drew Brees. They got 21 points on that. And Devin White, an LSU uh, guy, came in uh, in his second year. And he recovered a fumble,
4: and he uh, intercepted one of the passes. So there you go. Yeah, so, Breeze didn't uh, look good in, which is probably his last game. Yeah.
3: yeah, no, I, I think yeah, Breeze... I mean, he's going to move to the broadcast, but he's going to retire, so...
2: Yeah, and uh, it, so it's going to look like the Saints are going to have to rebuild or do do something, although Taysom Hill, I'm sure, will step in and, and be the Hey, a
4: trick play by
3: Taysom.
2: Well, he Jay, said, the, he said Winston
4: was going to be... You know, yeah, going
2: to, they're Winston going to re-sign
3: Winston, Winston, and they're going
4: and they're to have Winston. Compete with yeah. Hill, yeah.
3: Okay, yeah. all right.
4: So that means... But then, you know, it's almost like, it almost sounds like a riddle. You know, when is Tom Brady not in the NFC well, Championship game when he's in the, he's in the NAS- he's NFC championship. In the yeah. championship. So this uh, this is our schedule for this coming week. We got Tampa Bay
2: at Green Bay at three oh five on Fox, and at six forty on um, we have Buffalo at Kansas mm-hmm. City. So we have we've been talking about a lot of this stuff before the that's show. That's on CBS, uh, and that's on uh, CBS. And mm-hmm. uh, the the uh, is the Super Bowl on CBS this year? Yes,
6: it is. Uh, yes, it is. Yeah,
2: because that that tends to be what they do. They give it turns to seems to work out that the last team, you know, that's on on the championship night, if they have a game, if it's not NBC, they yeah. seem to be yeah, the ones that get the net worth of the it Super Bowl. It used to be
6: the opposite. They would give the other team the primetime game, but then they've switched the last third. Yeah, years. well, they alternate,
2: yeah. so it maybe just turned out, depends on how many, how long the contract is. So we've got the same, we have three of the same four teams as we had in the for the first Super Bowl when Buffalo uh, lost to Kansas City in Buffalo, and Green Bay played Dallas that day, the, uh, the year before the Ice mm. Bowl in Dallas. And we were just talking about it. That the Packers won at thirty-five, thirty-one, and the uh, Cowboys were driving down. And Dan Mer- uh, Don Meredith threw an interception and ended that uh, game. But uh, so and Brady, just some statistics on Brady. He's nine and four in these games, but he's only three and three on the road and five and one at home. But he won his last road game in Kansas City. So uh, you know that's a recent thing for Brady. So in uh, Buffalo has not um, been in the AFC Championship game, and they're 4-0 and in the AFC Championship games all the way. Those ones, they went to the Super Bowls, the four that they lost, and their last time in was the 93-94 game, and it's been, they're 4-0 and in the AFC Championship games. So,
6: yeah, and, of course, and of course, and they beat Kansas City. Uh, yeah, right. you can't see that game in '93,
3: yeah. in the 93 and the '94 season, the '94. Yeah, yeah. that's right. And, 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 and of course, if Tom Brady manages to beat Aaron Rodgers, which I don't see happening in Green Bay, Tampa Bay would be the first team to ever play a home Super Bowl and, game.
2: That's right. Yeah. Uh, there was and, a close ones. David USF gave us some close ones. He said that the Rose, uh, they played in the Rose Bowl between the Rams and the Steelers, and that was not far from the Los Angeles Coliseum. That, that's in the right. 80 season, and then uh, Stanford uh, Stadium for the 49ers and 85 against the Dolphins. So that's
6: correct. Yeah. And and, uh, the, let's see. and both both these te- all, both games. This, now you've had rematches oh. where for where all the teams had played each other in the season, but both these both games have t- matchups that were both in the same week, week six. Yeah, where week six. Buffalo yeah. Buffalo beat Kansas City and. Uh, no, Kansas City Kansas beat, Kansas beat Buffalo. Kansas City, beat Buffalo, and Tampa Bay beat Green Bay. Yeah. games at that time were in Buffalo and Tampa Bay. This time, yeah, they're so Kansas City now in the opposite. And,
3: yeah. And if you
6: look at, I don't know, this could be an open because look at this year—the rematches in the playoffs. Let me see. Uh, of course, New Orleans had swept Tampa Bay in the regular season, and then look what Tampa Bay did. Cleveland, yeah. Pittsburgh—you know. Uh, Cleveland, of course, I think they split in the regular season, and then yep. Cle- uh, Cleveland came out and won that. Then, you yep. know, other other matchups, uh, Rams, Seattle, we know what happened there. Seattle had won in the regular, and then the Rams came back. And so, I mean, if this is an omen, you never, I mean, you don't know. I mean, like I said, a lot of it depends on with Kansas City with, from the homes, but Tampa Bay, Green Bay. I don't know. I think this is going to be closer, but it's in Green Bay, and I don't know what I heard. The weather's not going to be good in Green Bay.
3: No, it's I, like uh,
4: twenty four degrees and, and some snow. Yeah, oh,
6: well, well, twenty four degrees. That's that's a heat wave. In that's Green okay.
4: That's, yeah, you know that's all right.
2: And Brady, that's not going to bother Brady. Yeah, that's no. for sure. although he no. keep, he keeps talking about how his blood is thinned out playing down in Tampa Bay. Well, day. I'm sure a little bit, but you know <laughs> he'll get used to it. And the uh, and yeah. Antonio Brown has played in it with the Steelers, so you yeah, know, they're used to it. But yeah. the, the the other thing. To- too. You know, you, you you sort of wonder which which Super Bowl uh, the networks would like. I don't know. I think they think they'd like Brady and Rogers, and in, 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 uh, you know, Brady and Rogers are getting now. But I think they'd like uh, Brady in the Super Bowl again.
6: That would uh, probably be oh, yeah. good. They, you know, they, know. They, they, Brady Mahomes, the up and comer. They want a Brady
5: rematch. Mahomes. A rematch. Yeah. From well, two or years you ago get pack, or you get game. Packers Chiefs. The rematch of one and
2: two. The, uh, yeah, yeah. The, uh, yeah, Super Bowl one. Yeah, one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One, yeah, one. Okay. All right. So I think that's all. Oh, and Mark Ingram got cut today, and. uh, Robert, you were saying there's a lot of people are figuring some big names are going to be cut pretty quickly because of salary cap issues.
3: Yes, and he's the first on the list. The, the Ravens, uh, in their statements, said that they could save $5 million against next year's salary cap, and, um So it'll be interesting to see whether he is claimed off of waivers or whether he becomes a free agent. So, so we got any calls or... Should we yeah, do a what, break or what are we one, doing?
4: Yeah. Okay. One break. other quick that's football, that's football the, and, and I yeah. I can't yeah. swear to this because I'm not crazy about the source, but I did hear that the seventeenth game next year is that what this source said was that they, it was going to be a game against a team in the opposite conference in the same, you know, like if you finish second, it's going to be another second-place team, and it's yeah. going to rotate divisions each year. Okay.
3: Yeah, I've heard that
6: also. That's cool. It'll, yeah, it'll alternate on a four-year schedule. So, like, the second-place, the first-place teams in the East would play each other one year, then the, East, then the NFC East would go over and play the NFC South. But it'll be a first different conference year than you, yeah, because rot- there's a rotation a thing. Rotation.
2: You're like, Hang okay, up. for example, the the, uh, the Patriots, I think, next year are playing the NFC oh. um, South. So it'll South, be... Yeah. I, I, I so we so one of the other three. Yeah, the other three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, got it. Three. Well, Rick and I will have it all worked into our scheduling formula. We have, we know this by heart. And we'll be able to figure it out once <laughs> yeah. they do it. Well, well, one thing, one we thing,
5: thing to... that we have worked into our schedule formula, and we are way late, so let's take our break and we'll come <laughs> back. <laughs> Okay
3: Hamilton was adopted from a rescue in 2008 He really likes to be around people I get out my mat and I'm doing a downward dog and he's underneath
1: He's quite the pug about town He gets invited to a lot of parties He knows he's a pretty big deal Look at this little face I do not love him
2: But two minutes twice a day, making sure they brush their teeth is easier, and it could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. Visit 2min2x.org to find out more. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council.
1: I'm a retired school psychologist, and helping people was my thing. After my stroke, when Meals on Wheels started, I was on the other end of the stick, so to speak. My name is Julius Gaines, creative writer, poet, photographer.
0: One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad
5: Council. We are back.
2: Okay. So so I guess we're going on to the NBA, and we have the NBA standings for you, and then we'll talk a little, uh, little basketball, too. And uh, Miss A was very helpful. Anybody who has that, you can ask for your team's record, and she'll tell you what position they're in in the conference. She actually gets that, <clears throat> that it's by conference. And she does the hockey very well, too, and will tell you where you are in your division, which is what you want to know about hockey, because that's how that's going to work. So this is good. And we're, we'll wait a couple, three more weeks before we do hockey and let them let play up for a month or so, and then we'll start doing hockey, too. But uh, we will do the NBA right now. And the Celtics are in first place in the East with an 8-4 and four record. Milwaukee second at nine and five, Philadelphia third at nine and five, and, and she Miss A determines the ties. I don't know. If she said the second and third, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, however, she uh, arrives at that that mystical. We're not going to worry about it. Indiana in fourth place at eight and five, doing pretty well brooklyn at nine and six and fifth the knicks seven and eight in sixth place still in a playoff spot right now cleveland six and seven number seven atlanta would have the last playoff spot right now six and seven then we go down to orlando six and eight charlotte six and eight the bulls are 11th at six and eight they were all six and eight but she said they were 11th miami off to a slow start at five and seven and 12th place Toronto five and eight thirteenth place. Well, they're kind of a team without a home playing in Tampa. Washington at three and eight, and the SadSec Detroit Pistons are three and ten. And of course, Washington's got other issues because they've got a big uh, bunch of COVID uh, people. What have they gotten? Seven people on their team with the virus. Yeah,
3: and uh, they've already yeah. had some games postponed, and there there may be more in
2: their future. So. They're heading towards the uh, Florida Marlins, the uh, Miami Marlins award. The, yeah, the, it, you know, Miami yeah. slash St. Louis Cardinals award. I think we right. give them. We would call. In the West we have the Lakers at eleven and four. The Clippers at ten and four. So the LA team's off to a good start. Utah at nine and four. Phoenix at seven and five. Remember they're carrying over their pretty good play in the bubble and they're in the fourth spot right now, of course, this is all very subject to change. everybody's very close together, so yes. next week could be all different. San Antonio Sean's team at eight and six they're in fifth, Portland at eight and six and six Golden State hanging in there at seven and six for Robert uh, Memphis at seven and six, and they're the last playoff team. Then we go to Oklahoma City at six and six. Dallas six and seven, Denver six and seven, New Orleans five and seven, uh, Sacramento five and nine, in thirteenth place. Place Houston. Of course, they're on the rebuild, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Four and eight, and Minnesota three and nine in last place. No matter what happened, they seem to end up in last place. Now, re- you know- now
3: remember, Chris. This year in the NBA, uh, seven, eight, nine, and ten are going to have a play-in tournament. So actually, yeah. Oh. Um, so the, the it's the top ten spots in each conference, and the last four have to play each other to get the final
2: two spots. So they're gonna in one game. Uh, so the one and uh, seven and ten and eight and nine will play, and then a one game. Uh, uh,
3: and uh, yeah. So I
2: well, don't wait. know.
3: How, I don't know if it'll be a best. Oh no, it'll
2: team. be a round robin because you're gonna have two, two teams get in, yeah. so it'll be a yeah. round robin. Okay. So yeah, so it'll be yeah, similar then, to what the NHL did. Last summer, when the one through four, and how they set well, up. Well, and
6: it's similar to what the guys. NBA did with the eight nine. You know, that little where where if nine one two, then they got in where you know but if eight. Yeah, but it was one, only between one,
2: eight and nine. So this is more like right. the hockey, which was which had four teams in it. Yeah, right. The top four teams so, in and West played,
3: and that's only for that for as far as I know, that's only for this year. Right, uh, but yeah, if they the, get the
2: seventy-two they, game schedule instead of eight, but if
3: they so. if they get good TV ratings out of it, it may be something they do more. And the, the NBA's future. ratings have been up this year; they've so, been up, yeah, and yeah, well,
6: they've been up even from the bubble. And I can already tell you, I just just going over the standings there, I can tell you how they're figuring out some of the some of the uh, tiebreakers because like San Antonio beat Portland yesterday, yeah. I and mean, they blew yeah. them out. And right, I'm gonna tell you, this is a rebuilding team. But for a
3: rebuilding the team, they're, they're leaving Becky Hammett up for, 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 for yeah, well, her year or uh, two. We play, we play you tomorrow night, Sean. So that'll be Well, we got the
4: schedule just
2: for tonight. What we're going to do is, you know, we, we know a lot of people listen on the podcast, but there's people who listen live. So we'll give you the schedule for that night like we used to on the Sundays, too. Right. We used to have some results for you. But, we'll give you. but there's only two games, as usual, day after Martin Luther King Day, which wasn't the busiest Martin Luther King Day I ever saw. But it was fairly busy. But uh, we've only got two games tonight, and they are all in the West. New Orleans at Utah at 9 p.m. and Oklahoma City at Denver at 9 p.m. So that's the uh, the NBA. But we had uh, the James Harden trade dominated all the news in the NBA. I guess this week, yeah. as far as off the court. So, um, yep. uh, Sean, why don't you start talking about that since
6: it involves Okay. Well, basically, Houston. it was a four. It was a fourteen trade, and I don't have all the. Play, it was a lot of draft picks involved. So let's just yes. say a fortune trade. So between Houston, Indiana, Cleveland, and Brooklyn. All in all, was, uh, base, the basics of it, James Harden went to Brooklyn. Brooklyn sent four draft picks to Houston. Uh, they sent uh, Jared Allen to Cleveland from Brooklyn. Uh, Cleveland had sent Karis LeVert to Indiana, but then that got pulled because Karis LeVert had a spot on his knee on the physical. So no, now, i was kidding. Brooklyn had... Yeah, he had a, a math kid- on his kidney. kidney I mean. He had yeah. a math on his kidney, not knee. I want to say knee. I'm thinking, well, that's the end of the kidney. The end of kidney, but yeah. But no, t- uh, Brooklyn had to send Indiana $2.6 Cleveland had to send him a draft pick. I think a second round pick. Second round. yeah. Yep. I feel what Indiana has sent to New York. And, yeah, though that part, uh, I don't know. But, and Victor, uh, Victor, Victor,
3: Victor Oladipo, Victor Oladipo went,
6: from, went to Houston. Yeah. Right. Uh, Victor Oladipo went from Indiana to Houston. So. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So all in all, the the question that people have is, especially when Kyrie comes back, because he was off, still on his suspension, uh, and you, you, they figure that uh, you know oh. Durant will be fine; he'll he'll get his points. Uh, and uh, Harden's doing fine. He played well. Uh, Perry and I both listened to the Nets game last night. And he was doing a, you know, he, was he did right well in Saturday. Saturday
3: when yeah, he had a well triple Saturday. double on Saturday. Right, right. But
2: uh, yeah. last night against Milwaukee, they had a good game. And uh, yeah, but when Kyrie comes back, how's this all going to work? I mean, it kind of worked in Cleveland for Kyrie and and Love and and LeBron, but can it work for these three? You know, the, prob- the
3: problem the problem the problem I see with Brooklyn now that they got rid of Jared Allen, they're not going to have any size. So when, when, if you have if you have Kyrie, Harden, and Durant all on the floor at the same time, there's not going to have any size uh, guarding the basket. So if you get a team that that has some size that can take advantage of that, that's going to be a weakness for Brooklyn.
5: But we had, we had two we had Harden. two good late games last night. The Nets box was good, and then the the Warriors Lakers followed that up, and that was. Good. Oh, I, I enjoyed that. But, yes, but
3: how
6: are <laughs> Kyrie and Harden? going to coexist because Kyrie's right. a lot of trouble and you know hard is. or yeah. as one of the one of the talk show hosts proceeded to call him actually one of the guys in Houston who was on a show here he they I guess in Houston they've been calling him James Olive Harden. He's gotten a little big. Okay. okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's
2: it. And, and and you just, they they, they want to run the team. And, you know, Durant seems like a pretty mellow guy and, ah, oh, let the yeah. guys do what they do. And that's fine. But, the you know, LeBron wouldn't put up with it. And I think that could be the problem. If Durant's too mellow yeah. and these two start acting out, I think there could be trouble. Yeah.
6: Durant, Durant is a star, but he's not a leader. Even when he was here at
3: Texas, he was not the team leader. He was a star. But he wasn't a He's not the type of guy. And trust that me, step he up. trust me when he was with the Warriors. I, I never, uh, we didn't have the podcast back when Kevin Durant signed with the Warriors. But I made it very clear on our phone system and everywhere else. I was never a fan of him. And of course, he ended up causing problems with the Warriors in the locker room. And of course, him and uh, Draymond Green ended up actually having a fight. I
6: think during- yeah, Draymond Green was the. I think he yeah. was the cause of that problem. I'm not going yeah. to. Durant's it's but- not a vocal. Durant's no. just not a vocal guy. And usually very... the
2: guys that have had success, you know, the Larry Bird's, the Magic's, the Jordans, yeah. uh, the Kobe's, they lead their team, you know. they the, yeah, That's why Shaq and Kobe. Okay, much as you may uh, be on Shaq's side or Kobe's side, you knew that Kobe was vocal. You knew he was going to say some. Larry right. had his opinions about. He always said if Kevin McHale would work as hard as he should, he'd be a better player than he is. He, he made that clear. He went into the media and said it and everything right. else. Right. You know. So things like that. And, and and you know, Kevin was like, ah, whatever. Larry's okay. You know, it didn't bother Kevin. But my <laughs> point is, you say that to some of these things. You, if he says something like that, if Harden says that to Kyrie or Kyrie says it to Harden, you're going to have a war.
3: You know? Yeah. Yeah.
2: So anyway, any other NBA stuff?
3: Um, no, that, that was definitely. the biggest news that uh, we've had, uh, other than all the cancellations or the yeah. postponements we've they're had. They're hanging in.
2: I mean, they're hanging in, you know, I mean, they're, they'll get yeah. it done. They'll figure it out. They may have to put things week back off. a week. They got a
3: week off on the 10th,
6: uh, between the 4th yeah. and 10th of March. And they got some dates built in towards the back end. They, yeah. If they
2: had like to move the season back two weeks or something to finish up, uh, you know, <laughs> for the Wizards, you know, they'll, still will they'll do it, you know. Yeah. So baseball, we have a bunch of uh, no, notes here. Uh, yeah, Pedro Baez uh, uh, signed with the Dodgers. Uh, is that right? If I got no, that no. right,
3: Pedro Baez signed
2: from. He left the Dodgers. Left the Dodgers and, went was, to, and went to, and went to Houston, Houston for two years. Yeah,
3: actually, somebody wants to play in Houston. How about that?
2: Right. <laughs> Okay, the uh, Mets signed Jose Martinez. He's an infielder, but it could be a, a from Cleveland. It could be a DH type. No, so he's are not a, He
5: won't be playing the field, Chris. He was with no, the and, Cubs. And, and, Robert, okay. He was with the Cubs last year, and he can't play the field. That's why everybody thinks that there's going to be a DH at some point because when he was with the Cubs last year, he he. Could not play the field. They would not put him out there.
2: And and you said, Perry, that you saw an article in the Athletic that indicated that a lot of the rule changes, you know, the DH is still up for the grabs only because one. They have to yeah, the only
5: one that is not coming back at least yet is the DH. Right. Everything else, good. the the extra inning rule, the seven inning double headers, are so probably all going days, to be yeah, back because yeah. because they feel that this year we're still going to have you know some problems. At
2: least for part of the year, we will anyway. Yeah. yeah. Archie Bradley, a pitcher, went to Philadelphia uh, and had been with Cincinnati and Arizona last year. And let's see, uh, for six million, and yeah. then uh, DJ LeMahieu signed with the Yankees six years, ninety million. Now I guess this must be that he's because he's so good. Must be that he's on the younger part of his career, and he uh, they avoided arbitration down the road. But this is similar to the, what the Red Sox did with uh, you know with Bogarts. They they got him early, but he got money up front. But he's you know isn't getting the money that his talents may warrant. Well, so. LeMahieu
5: is a little bit older. He was with the Rockies, um, yeah. but. Uh, it, if you believe what you hear, um, and I saw in the Athletic again, it sounds like that he took six and ninety, which is less from the Yankees than he was offered from other places. But he want, he did that to so that they could add more players around him. Oh, okay. All right, well, uh, and, the, the uh, Tom, Tom mean, he Brady 30, there. He, yeah.
2: He's 32, Chris. Okay, then. All right, so it's not the young – you know what I'm talking about, the right. thing that they did with Bogarts yeah. where yeah. the guy's 23-24. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Alex Wood, uh, one year with San Francisco, up to $6 million if, he, uh, if their incentives are fulfilled. Uh, Corey Kluber, former Cy Young Award winner, one year, $11 million with the uh, uh, Yankees. And, and, that the, and that's the, the reason.
5: That's one of the players, yeah. Chris, that, that since LeMahieu took a little less, they have a little more money below the luxury tax to do that.
2: Correct. And uh, But he's, uh, we haven't heard any more about a physical. They need to do a physical on him still, don't uh,
5: they? I, yeah. Apparently it's done. Apparently okay. it's done.
2: Okay. Uh, Cody Bellinger, one year for the Dodgers. He's remaining with the Dodgers, uh, $16.1 million. And, uh, and, uh, Corey, it's Cody and Corey, all, these first names get me. Everybody, well, Hey, when we were kids, there was Mike. So what's the difference? Uh, Corey Seager, 13.75 million. And I think that's for one year again with the Dodgers. Yes. Uh, Julio Aurea, uh, 3.6 million. Uh, and, uh, but they, uh, that's Dodgers. But they did not uh, reach arbitration agreements with Walker Bueller, a pitcher or Austin Barnes, which is, who's a catcher. Right. And so they've got to deal with that. And, uh, and Yogi Berra is going to get a stamp, uh, you know, a yeah. commemorative stamp. And one of the most popular players, even people before, even before Yogi Berra. And, of course, this cartoon was kind of the name was taken for the cartoon. Even before that, even people like my mother, who just sort of followed baseball, she knew who Yogi Berra was. So they just everybody and he's knew gonna who be he was.
6: In- He's going to be in his catcher's gear and in Yankee pinstripes.
2: Right, and that's that's good, and that's good to see after you know the trouble he had with the Yankees organization and stuff. I'm glad they they made up, and that's all all good. And yep. uh, you know he's a good guy uh and so then we talked about the rules for the athletic and uh, so you like him you're enjoying this athletic how
5: how Perry's not been absolutely absolutely because you can get any sport you can read about any sport you it's want in good there site. it really is by the way some more signings chris john lester okay. to, to the yeah. nationals one year 5 million uh, Tyler Chatwood to the Blue Jays, one year, three million, and this just happened literally two minutes before we went to air tonight. Kirby Yates, a deal with the Blue Jays, but uh, since I'm over here, instead of over, you know, doing things on the phone, I don't know what the terms of the deal are.
3: And okay. of course, uh, yesterday the Pirates, Padres, and Mets teamed up on a three-team deal. Joe Musgrove went from the uh, Pirates to the Padres and uh, Lucchese went from uh, the Padres to the Mets, and uh, the Pirates got five prospects out of the deal, four from the par- uh, Padres and, and one from the Mets. You know, and okay. that's kind
5: of a shocker for me. I didn't think, I mean, Musgrove is okay, but I didn't think he would get five prospects for him.
3: No, I, I didn't think so either. I thought he was an average pitcher, period. That's what I know, would what say, average. average. Yes. yeah. Padres yeah. may have
6: this division sewed up this year.
3: Well, ah, I don't know. The I Dodgers that, aren't
6: going away anytime
3: I think soon. The, I think the Dodgers will have something to say about that. Yeah, again.
6: no, no, no.
2: <laughs> Martin Perez re-signed for the Red Sox. Talk about a journeyman. Uh, he, he, he was Well, last year, I don't know. What would you say, Rick? He was like their their second starter, but he's, he's a fifth starter. He's, he was their second starter because they had nobody else. Uh, right, 4.50 yeah. ERA uh, in his career, so no, no, nothing major with him.
5: According, uh, to, and, according to Alex Cora, though, Chris, he was on the front office on Sunday. He said that... Uh, between now and hopefully April 1st when they open, the, the, he, he's hoping that they do more with starting pitching.
2: Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, they've, they've got – well, they're hoping – and I don't know – oh, what time – well, that, since you heard him, and I haven't heard anything about the Red Sox yet, everybody's still uh, Brady, 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 Belichick, Belichick, Belichick around here. What's the story with uh, Sale? And uh, we know Eduardo Rodriguez is in pretty good shape coming back. Yes, and they, and, they susp- and
5: they suspect that Sale will be back, too. He'll be fine.
2: Okay, so there you go. That's, that's going to help. The Cubs signed a pitcher – let's see, what do we got? Shelby Miller. Uh, that is minor league deal, I guess. So you yes, can't say the Cubs aren't the, doing a anything. minor league
5: deal with an invite to spring training. Now, the, the interesting thing is, it was only four years ago that Shelby Miller was an all-star pitcher. Yes, he was. Yeah. And then last year, he was supposed to play with the Brewers, and uh, he pitched, I guess, pretty okay in their first spring training. But then when they came back, he opted out. So mm-hmm. yeah,
3: okay.
2: And I'm um, looking to see if we had anything else because. Uh, oh, yes. And we had a, a firing uh, early this morning. Oh, and uh, this involves former, maybe was a guy who was in the Red Sox organization, in the Cubs organization, and part of the CL team, I guess you'd call it, and the Diamondbacks. Uh, diamondbacks. Uh, Jared Porter, who was the general manager temporarily for the Mets, apparently had sent some inappropriate text messages to a Explicit Chicago reporter. Explicit
5: text message to a female reporter. Yes, right. We don't, yeah. know, we don't know who the female reporter is. We don't.
3: Know, yeah. Uh, all all I all I found out from listening to the fan this morning, uh, she was a foreign uh, foreign reporter, worked for uh, out of the country outlet, and uh, I, I guess they, the pictures were pretty uh, obscene and and. Uh, Jeff Passan is the one that broke that story last night, and of course, Steve Cohen was livid when he uh, posted about it on Twitter this morning. Uh, He said this will not be tolerated, and because of that, Sandy Alderson and Steve Cohen have decided they're not going to hire a new GM until after the baseball season
5: is over. Okay. So All right. So any more baseball uh, signings or news well, or movement? We, I think we got them all. Hopefully. I mean, oh, oh yes, there is one more thing, Bill. You'll be happy to know, according to uh, Nick Kral, who is your general manager for the Cincinnati Reds, they are not trying to trade Luis Castillo. He says we've heard all the rumors, but we're really not trying to trade him.
1: Yeah, that means he'll be traded next week.
5: <laughs> that's very possible. You <laughs> saying you don't trust
2: your general manager, Bill? Yeah, really. How sad. Okay, so we had a. We can get into the college arena with <laughs> one college football story. Tennessee fired uh, Jeremy Pruitt, and uh, they said they fired him with cause. They they think I guess there were some. In, uh, what I heard later in the day, some NCAA uh, potential violations. Yeah, that's what
5: they're. That's what they're claiming. Yeah,
6: there's some minor violations, but also. There's a thing going that, well, there were rumors that the Alabama defensive coordinator was going to come here to Texas, but it looks like he's not. Jeremy Pruitt's a Saban guy, and Tennessee was looking for a reason to get rid of Pruitt. Yeah, he was 16
2: and 19, I heard, in the three years. Yeah,
6: they were looking for a reason, but they didn't want to do the buyout. So if they could find cause, then... They don't have to buy him out, and right. so and,
0: and I think Fulmer the real
5: I also, think the real reason for but yeah, Phil Fulmer is retiring as athletic director, but I think the real yeah. reason for this is they're really Tennessee is in that SEC East. They have really fallen behind Florida and Georgia. That it's not really yes, that close anymore. And
6: and a team like South Carolina could catch up on them, and then you know uh, even Kentucky's starting to do halfway decent, and you know in football, I mean Kentucky's yep, done. Are.
2: Yeah. You know? So, yeah. So it's it. You know, it's a tough. It, it's getting tough. You know, the West is really murder, but the East isn't getting easy. So uh, no, that's right. The they West. They say that the retirement. The West. Is not the to be, West,
5: though, is Murder's Row. I mean, yeah,
2: really. But they they say that the retirement of Ful- Fulmer had nothing to do with it. So I don't know about that. But that's that's what, what they, they say. Yes. Yeah. So we'll see about that. And then, so college basketball. So Sean, you have some information about the, how the uh, NCAA March Madness is going to work.
6: Okay, we all know they're going to be playing in the Indianapolis area, is what they're saying. And what they're going to do is those Dayton games, you know, the Tuesday and Wednesday games, are all going to be, they're moving them to Thursday the 18th. And then the first round is moving back a day, Friday the 19th and Saturday the 20th. The second round will be Sunday the 21st. Monday, the 22nd. Sweet 16, we played on Saturday, the 27th, and Sunday, the 28th. These are all of March, of course, in March. And then the Elite Eight will be Monday, the 29th, and Tuesday, the 30th. Final Four, Saturday, April 3rd, as scheduled. Championship, Monday, April the 5th. So, now, I don't know how this is going to work with ratings, because on Monday, I don't know if they'll have all the Monday games at night and do all four channels and have them going against each other because normally on Saturday and Sunday they space them out enough for that second round to where you get a game or two by itself and then one that overlaps with this one that overlaps with this one. So I don't know how that's going to work. I mean, I get what they're saying. They're all, you know, they're all right there. They're in the same area, so they don't have to travel. So a Tuesday to Saturday is not as big a deal you know tuesday and then pushing it back to se- our monday to saturday and then oh. you know and the reason, the, the reason
5: for the, the reason for this is when you go when you're selected on sunday and you go in you have to have i believe i heard it was at least 5 negative covid tests before you can yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes more sense. That's, I hadn't why, heard that part. that's why they're moving it back a little ways.
2: Okay. That won't, uh, they that won't be on different days because they'd have to move it back. They'd have to move the selection show back a couple of days to get them on different days, wouldn't they? Because Sunday to Thursday is only three days, you know, four days at the most.
6: Well, they'll start if they think they're going to go. They'll start testing that Sunday, and conferences right. are going to be te- doing testing also. And there's talk of some of the bigger conferences, if depending like the Big Twelve, uh, certain teams like Iowa State and TCU have a bunch of games to be made up. Nebraska has some games to be made up in the Big Ten. There's there's talk of some conferences possibly doing away with their conference tournament and doing that as makeup games. Now, what the Big 12 has done, they end on April on February 27th, and their tournament doesn't start until Wednesday, the 10th of March. So they have a window to make up some of those. And I know next week they got the Big 12 SEC Challenge. There was talk of canceling that, but ESPN was like, no, no, if we can get these games off, they'll make it up because, you know, like Texas and TCU – you know, T- TCU and Iowa State both Texas and Texas Tech both have off weeks because TCU and Iowa State are both uh, you know their both their games are canceled all week because you know one – I mean Iowa the Iowa State is even the coach I believe has it and TCU is oh uh, no TCU Jamie Dixon has it has I know I know and in Iowa Nebraska
5: State. in Nebraska we know Fred Hoiberg and what do we hear? Eleven, 11 other people have it too.
6: Yeah, that's what I've heard. Eleven other people, and they—I think they don't come back until what the thirtieth or thirty-first. Thirty-first, right. uh, Yep, thirty-first. And yeah. so I mean, they're doing all this now. Your your small conferences obviously are not going to cancel their tournament because that championship game that's on ESPN—that's their money maker. But some of these bigger conferences, they may look at, or they may say, you know what, let's bring everybody into Kansas City or to. Uh, where, you know, Charlotte Yorker or wherever you know, where yep. the tournaments are. And let's bring them all in there and do these makeup games at that arena. You know, these. Oh, well, they could do that. To.
2: True. And they could yeah, get, that, get a they, little.
6: That extra could be TV. done. But like I said, the Big 12 SEC Challenge, that's one thing they've talked about. That ESPN's already saying, no, no, we want to get this. And like, because see, there was talk. Texas and Baylor have a makeup game that they already have, and you know they can replace Kentucky with Baylor. Texas plays Kentucky, Baylor plays Auburn, and then they turn around and play on Big Monday two days later. So it'll be a back, you know, a back-to-back Texas-Baylor game, and like. Uh, Texas Texas Tech I think it depends they could they could have Texas go out to Lubbock because Lubbock Texas Tech, Tech just came here they could probably do that and who knows they may still look at that or if Baylor has not opening the date they may still say we're going to plug them in but at it all it yeah. I got to say they're they're working within the
5: schedule I'll give them credit they're yeah, than... they're doing better than
6: football. It's as crazy as
2: they're doing doing better than football did.
5: Right. You know? and, and and you may see on... a lot of these you may see a lot of these conferences elect to get their teams together and do their conference tournaments because if you do that, you can start your testing that yes. you, that they have to complete while you're all together the, yeah. and you're you know, you're already in one spot. hmm Oh
6: yeah, yeah. They'll get they'll get one or two of those five those five tests, especially like like the Big Twelve, you know that certain teams you know your Baylor, Texas, Kansas, West Virginia, uh, those uh, Iowa State. Some of these are probably going to the tournament. You know they're probably going to get bids at so certain certain places. You know so they can start their they can start their testing and. Mm-hmm. But on the the court, I'm going to say, uh, I mean, Baylor, man, they've just, you know, Baylor, Gonzaga, there's been some teams here that are just, I mean, that have been dominated. But this is the first time, I believe, since 1961 that Kentucky. Yeah, Ken, Duke, if you want North to start Carolina to
5: unmute, we'll get to you.
6: Yeah. Kentucky, Duke, and North Carolina are not ranked. None of those three teams are ranked. This is the first time since 1961
5: that none of them are ranked. Wow they'll probably I'll all get PR i'll bet they'll see. probably all get in but at least for now they're not ranked yeah. uh, pierre what's
7: up yeah i just wanted to talk about the saints and lSU okay, is, uh, is, uh, okay.
5: now pierre you know what the sixty four thousand dollar question is don't you what's that is breeze retiring
7: yes okay, okay. yep yeah. but uh what i want to say about about lSU they they try to uh, hire the uh, Saints' offensive line coach today as their defensive coordinator, and the Saints said no. So now he's back looking for another defensive coordinator. Well, while he's out there looking for the for this guy, his commits, his defensive commits are are dropping like flies. You know, they mm. every not day. quite as not quite
5: as bad as Mississippi State, are they, Pierre?
7: No, not quite. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> But uh I, I say Bo Pelini could cost Coach O his his job because if he doesn't put a decent defense on the field next year, I think he's gone. Uh and and with the Saints, of course, they picked last Sunday to play their worst game of the year. Yeah, they know? did. But I mean, you could notice that um that Taysom Hill wasn't there and it made a big difference. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, that game against the Eagles—I don't know—they had to go some to play as bad a game as they played against the Eagles that time. That was—they've yeah. yeah. had a couple yeah. of sinkers. They—they have not been consistent. Uh, the Packers have been more consistent than the Saints. The Bucks and the Saints have been a lot more consistent. If you look at the NFC, the Saints have been up and down a lot more than the Packers. The Packers have really pretty much took the lead in the NFC and, uh, you know, have been the best team week in, week out. And even though they've had their little hiccups and one of them was at Tampa Bay, um, they've been pretty, pretty consistent through the year.
5: I thought, all... what, I thought one thing, Pierre, that was pretty cool though, after the game, I mean, the game was right. what the game was. That was pretty cool though, with, with Brady and Breeze on the field. And then Tom throwing a, a ball to, to Drew's kid, that, that, that was classy.
7: Yeah, cool. it was cool. Yeah.
2: But, all uh, these quarterbacks, these top quarterbacks, you know, Manning and Brady and them, they all seem to be uh, pretty good friends. It's, it's, right. You know, they, they do a lot of things you, together.
7: Ahead, but you just, you just can't win when you throw three interceptions nope. Nope. And, and one fumble. And if you notice, all three interceptions and the fumble wasn't on the other, other end of the field. They were all on that side of the 50, so they didn't have to drive anywhere to score. Nope.
5: Yeah, nope, But, no, right. you could you could tell that they did they, miss Taysom Hill because he he's a big part of that team. Right. And, and, and LSU, now, the first baseball poll came out. LSU's number 12.
7: Number 12. Where's, okay. Ole, miss,
5: where's Ole Miss then, Sean? I think we're number four.
7: Okay. Wow. The, oh, no, wow. So, now,
5: there, there, you know, the there, there again, Pierre, the SEC in baseball, the east and west, that's murderer's row in baseball, both sides. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Okay. Yep. All right. Okay. So, Robert, uh, I think that's probably it for college
2: basketball, right? Well, Robert, one you... quick,
6: uh, no, let me okay. give a quick college baseball thing real quickly. It's not much. Uh, the, uh, different conferences are talking about what they're going to do. Big Ten looks like they're only going to do conference games. Uh, ACC and Pac-12 both toyed with doing four-game series, as you know, to kind of cut down because you have those midweek games, which some of those midweek games are pretty good matchups, like an yeah. lsu Tulane or Texas-Rice or – USC, Cal State. Old, Ole Miss, Ole Miss
5: Louisville have played some good midweek games too.
6: And, and, and Southern Miss will play with the other two in midweek games, the other two in Mississippi. But the ACC and Pac-12 said, no, we're going to stay regional with those and stay with our three, three-game series because we don't really like the long grind on Saturday. Big 12 and SEC. SEC is still toying with the four-game series in conference and only having one midweek game. Big 12 is saying – there, they were looking at the four game, but a lot of coaches are not happy with doing that. They say, "Hey, we can have midweeks, but that way, if we have to have conference games if somebody's close by, we can scoot on up there and maybe play them in a midweek makeup game." So that's now the, that's and the tough the part of that. Baseball.
5: The tough part of that is going to be some of these midweek games play into your seating when you get into the you know once you get in some of the, the plays into well, yeah. the seating. So that's going to be one of well, yeah, the tough part of that. LSU Tulane are both powerhouses
6: in college baseball, and they usually play a they Usually, they'll do a home and home midweek, like one and same thing with Texas and Rice or Texas and Texas A&M. You know, they'll they'll do that. USC and Cal State Fullerton play almost every year in a midweek game, a couple of home and home midweek. So, Robert you know. promised us some hockey. Got, uh,
3: yeah? Robert? Um, as far as the hockey goes all the teams except for the Dallas Stars have have officially started their season and Dallas begins on Friday provided that all the covid tests are clear they had like six or seven players test positive so and several of their staff members have also tested positive so they haven't officially started their season yet and tonight's Carolina Nashville game has been postponed and I did not hear which team was affected with COVID, that it's virus related. So okay. the NHL is going to start to experience some of what the NBA is uh, okay. dealing with.
2: And one more item before we get to our poll question,
3: at least that I know of, uh, we have Bill
2: King uh, got the National Sports Media Award. He made the Hall of Fame, actually, Yeah. National Sports Media, Media Association. Who
6: were the other ones that
2: made it with him, he says? Uh, they, uh, Dick Stockton, Jim Nance, and um, and Larry Merchant. And yep. there were two yep. other writers who I hadn't heard of, so I really uh, wasn't familiar yep. with them. But, but those were the guys. Now, King was one of the best all-around announcers ever in, in any city. He did uh, the Warriors, uh, started with the Warriors in 62 through 83. Yep. He did the Raiders from '66 to win. It didn't give that in the article. Um, At least stopped doing the uh, he stopped doing
3: the Raiders. Um, he stopped doing the Raiders. He did them all the way through the LA years, and when they came back in '95, that's when Greg Papa took over. Okay, Papa... so '66
2: through '94, then so 29 right. years with the Raiders, right? Uh, uh, 21 years or 22 years with the with the Warriors, and then the A's 81 until. Uh, 2005, when he died. That's correct. And he was he was great. Uh, You know, he really did a good job and. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously, I think people are pretty familiar with uh, Jim Nan. He's done a quality, quality work with golf and football and, you know, uh, all and that college basketball. Sto- college basketball and Dick Stockton, yep. of course, with basketball, baseball and football. Everybody's uh, familiar with his Carlton Fisk call on the home yep. run on TV with Ned Martin on the radio. And uh, Larry Merchant, of course, all, all the fight stuff he, he did, uh, and, you know, all the. Uh, yeah, pre-fights. and he was
3: also a very good writer back in the day with the Philadelphia Inquirer. And- right. So, and, you know, so it's so, a good
2: class, but, but yeah. really we want to single out, and I want to single out, and I know Robert does too, and anybody who was in the Bay Area would want to sing, signal out, single out uh, Bill King. I only got to hear him on Armed Forces. Uh, really, he only made the, the last year, you know, I think his the end of his baseball career coincided with the start of XM covering baseball, but that's about it. So he didn't get the national exposure that people no. do nowadays, but he, and, I heard uh, him on Armed Forces and <clears> – <throat> And uh, mutual covered the Warriors that year when they won the title in '75. Yeah, I, two basketball I actually,
3: there. I actually um, got. Uh, I corresponded with uh, Bill King when I was in school because uh, we all had to do a school project for, and uh, we all had to write letters to people. And I ended up, I taped a letter to the entire Warriors team. I sent them a, a cassette tape and mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know uh cool. went went over my school pro- and Bill King is the one that actually Bill King and Rick Berry they went through the locker room and each one of the players put their comments on, and and uh, Bill Bill King did a whole nice uh, thing for my school report, so uh, I got good grades on that, and everybody. I was, was going to say, what
2: did he get? Did, did he get an A or did you get the A? Yes, I was A?
3: Yeah, I got I got the A plus actually, and okay uh, because I had the best report in the class, and I. Uh, and when I told people what I did, they're like, "Oh, you're not going to get no reply." I, sure enough, I did, and they did you, sent me a whole bunch of warrior stuff. Uh, you know, when,
5: uh, you, got, when to, you got that A plus, did you tell the teacher that she, the 20s in the mail?
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. Well, I got I did. to interview Dick. So
2: well, while we're at it, just for a second, I got to interview Dick Stockton. I did a, uh, a, a sportscaster thing. One of my teachers, this guy Dick Mallory, helped me uh, go through, and I talked to a whole bunch of people: Ned Martin, Don Gillis, Guy Manella, Steve Fredericks. But I got Dick Stockton, and, and uh, he was very nice, and uh, you know, did a nice interview with me. So he was a good guy too. Uh, so, yep. Anyway, there you go. And
3: Chris, and Chris, you also got to talk to Lon Simmons.
2: I did, I did. Yeah. We'll we'll tell that story again sometime when we, yeah, uh, I a if we, we do Jim a celebrity. Oh, no. yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. Okay. So,
6: all right. So, so one, now we have our one, poll question. We get to the poll, one click on the poll before we get to the poll question, just a couple more. Uh, Tom Rinaldi already. I didn't realize he was starting this quickly at Fox, but he is already with them and he yes, was doing sideline. And reporting. he did sideline uh, reporting uh, yeah. during the. Yeah. And I got to give Westwood One some props this last weekend, and this is kind of neat what they're doing. They're looking back at playoff memories, and they're playing the old highlights from CBS and Westwood One. So, speaking of that, I heard one from Jim Nance from '89 doing a CBS radio game, and a few Jack Buck ones, and uh, mm-hmm. some cool. You know, they, I mean, they've been doing a good job with these moments in playoff history and playing. They do. You know, they do that they all through the. Se-
5: they do that all through the season too.
6: Yeah, they yeah. do for the season, but they've have I mean, they, some of them that they've put in this year for the playoffs have been really good. They don't have, I don't think they have the NBC radio stuff, but they got all the CBS and Westwood One, all those. But, you know, and of course, for anybody who cares, Aaron Rodgers is going to host Jeopardy for two weeks in March. So, oh, definitely. Boy. okay. All there right. So, your now, poll question. Poll, all right. Poll question. Let's go to everybody's championship week memories and not necessarily of your team but of any team so call in download the zoom app or 646 876 9, 9, and then 287 723. 4600 hits pound key twice. Uh, star nine, raise your hand. When we'll, we we'll call into your star six, they'll unmute you. So there we go.
2: Okay, so I'll start off. Um, of course, I go back to, you know, I can't say I was around for all the ch- conference championship games, but I've, I've got the, the granddaddy of them all, as they would say nowadays, I guess, would be that Colts uh, Giants game. Uh, December twenty eighth, 1958. That's the game that they say put the NFL on the map. First uh, game to go to overtime. and uh, were, I've heard the radio broadcast since, the national radio broadcast. They knew what was going on, but some of the players didn't know if it just ended in a tie or what. That's what they tell you, because of course it hadn't happened before. It's amazing. They'd had about 40 championship games, and that had never happened before. They went to, to overtime with all the ties you see back in those records from uh, the 50s, 60s and stuff before we had overtime. But anyhow, that, w- that was one uh, memory. I remember the The uh, 62 uh, game between the 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 uh, Dallas the last game the Dallas Texans ever played against the Houston Oilers and Abner Haynes made the wrong call before overtime. <laughs> Rick laughing he remembers and uh, you know he, he said uh, he basically gave them the ball and uh, they they survived it and went got into the next quarter and, and uh, then Dallas did win uh, one of the few teams in history to move as champions from one place to another. But they were not doing as well as the Cowboys were attendance wise. So they went off to Kansas City and of course they'll be in their game. Uh, let's see some other games. Of course the eighty 87- 86, uh, 85 86 Patriots squished the fish uh, when they had lost all those games to the to the Dolphins down there for years and years and years they hadn't won a game in the Orange Bowl since 1966 and a game of a road game against Miami since 69 and of course they're in their divisions this is many many years and all kinds of crazy losses including the John Lennon uh, night you know with the with the shooting uh-huh. uh, that we all that we talked about a few weeks ago well they they came out and wiped out the Dolphins pretty good and went on to their first Super Bowl uh, I was talking to the guys Earlier, about uh, 2008 and 2012, those games were played in. That I've, I've about the Patriots and Giants uh, in playoff games. As I said I've been a Patriots fan and uh, been a Giants fan too. In 08 the Patriots beat the Chargers. Poor uh, uh, you know, Philip Rivers was injured, and the Patriots managed to hang on. They, they really didn't play very well. But then we got to the second game, and that was in Green Bay with the Giants. And that, by the way, is uh, the last time Green Bay hosted a uh, championship game was in 08 when the Giants, with uh, Brett Favre, and the Giants beat him in overtime uh, on an interception, right, Rick, I think? Didn't
4: they intercept the ball? Yeah, the they game? intercepted, which I, I think was Favre's last pass. as was a, pa- a pass. Yes, as back was. Back was, yes, yeah,
2: that's right, because Rogers yeah. had, uh, come, come, had played one of the games earlier in the season on my birthday, the night before my birthday. So that was 08. And then 12 – Maybe the two, uh, well, 12, and then I gotta talk about 19, because in, in 12, uh, because we've had uh, two great games in tw- on the same day in both of these years. In 12, uh, the Patriots uh, won the game because, and I can't think of the guy's name, uh, Joe something, uh, the k- field goal kicker for the Colts, missed the, uh, not the Colts, the uh, Ravens, missed Ravens, the kick. Yeah. It was the last kick he did for them, too, before Tucker took over. I can't think what his name was. And no, he missed the, missed the field goal. It was a pretty short one, about 40 yards, and would have tied the game, sent it to overtime, but he missed. The Patriots went on, and that, They then went on to face the Giants, who had to beat San Francisco and I think it was a, a double overtime, wasn't it? That they got forty. No, the yeah, oh yeah yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And then in nineteen we had the game that Pierre maybe is gonna talk about when the in the first game oh. the the Saints and the Rams met and uh, Perry might bring this up, too, where the Rams yep. won in New Orleans on that uh, you know, call where they said they should have been pass interference, and that was not called. And then the other game later on that day, and that was a very close game, went into overtime. The next game went into overtime, too. So that was the only two that go into overtime uh, on the same day. And the Patriots uh, got out to a good lead against the Chiefs. Chiefs came back got uh tied it up. Patriots got the ball, you know, took the ball. They knew what to do when the overtime started, they <laughs> took the ball and they never gave it up. They went in for a touchdown, which uh, in the overtime rules, that was the end of it. So yep. uh, th- those are my, uh, quite a lot of memories, but I've been around a long time. So that's what happened. <laughs> yep. Okay. Who's next? Uh Perry, I guess, huh?
5: Yeah, and Chris, and Chris, before I give you my memories, I forgot to mention this in the NFL notes. Uh, Philip Rivers said, if it can be worked out to come back to the Colts, he will. Otherwise, he will retire. But he doesn't want to change offenses for the third time. Okay, and Bill, what do you think about that?
1: Um. I don't know. It doesn't pull the needle one way or another, unless they okay. just can't.
2: You want Cam Newton instead? No,
1: <laughs> no. I will keep Philip
5: Rivers. You don't want that? No, yeah. I will. But no, my my memories. Uh, the 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 three that I have. Obviously, the two were from nineteen, where where we had the two overtimes in the same day. Yeah. with the Rams and the Saints and then followed by the Chiefs and the Pan. Those probably two of the better championship games yeah. you're going to see on the same day and, and we then, were on, course, the, on the
2: air during that Patriots game remember yes that? we were yeah. mm-hmm. and then
5: back in the uh, in 2000 when the Rams w- went and won the Super Bowl that year the championship game there were very few points scored i forget the team they were playing but i think it was Tampa uh, Bay i think it was Tampa and, Bay uh, and uh, Howard David for Westwood won, because remember, we didn't have XM yet, missed the game because of a snowstorm. So Mike Kelly, the voice of the Missouri Tigers, filled in and yep, did a good got, job. A champi- got a championship win and, and then on to the Super Bowl.
2: Yeah, no, that I think it was Tampa Bay that they played because they, they had played them in the, to go to the Super Bowl against the Steelers in 79-80. And I think that that was their next time back there, and it was Tampa Bay again, if I remember right. Okay. Um, who's next? Robert?
3: Uh yeah, well my my number one, uh growing up in the nineteen seventies, the Raiders and Steelers mm. went back and forth, had all kinds of wars, and finally in I think it was seventy six, uh the Raiders finally beat the Steelers in the championship game. The very was, much
2: undermanned Steelers. I mean the Steelers were so banged up, I didn't Yeah, remember they they they, the they were. It was they, a terrible. Uh, you know yeah. they, that just wasn't. You knew the Patriots. It, it, well, it got even worse. I think they got hurt some in the next the next day with the Colts. Yeah. But but the, you knew that the winner of the Patriots uh, Raiders game, which we discussed earlier about the uh, the roughing the pass, was yeah. probably going to beat the Steelers because the Steelers yes. just was were so banged up.
3: But uh, we had played them so many times throughout oh, yeah. that decade, and we'd always lost. So yep. finally, uh, finally overcoming that and winning our first Super Bowl that that was something else and um mm-hmm. and of course uh, uh so that's my number one memory uh, I've got other memories but I don't I don't I don't have the games in the right order so I don't want to yeah. talk about games that didn't happen on the championship weekend so but uh, that that one definitely sticks out because my team finally overcame our big bad enemy you know it's like yep <laughs> yep.
2: yep okay <laughs> Rick, why don't you?
4: go uh, well, Rick first. Yeah, Rick, let's, go uh, ahead, Rick. Rick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, of course, mine have to do with the Giants, and um, since the, well, in the Super Bowl area, uh, era, the Giants are five and zero in NFC Championship games, so that puts them in, like with championship games and Super Bowls at nine and one. Uh-huh. Um, the first one now I got to adjust my because I always go by the year of the season, not the playoffs. But so far in '87, the first one. That was a well. That was just like a party because it, it, the yeah. Redskins were never in the game. And you know, back then, it sounds like it is now. Back then, everybody it won the toss. Everybody took the ball. Um, uh, there was a windy day in the Meadowlands, a very windy day, and Parcells won the toss and he kicked off, mm-hmm. and it put the it put the Redskins' offense back against the wind. And it just they they never got. He never thought they were going to score in the whole game. It was well, like seventeen nothing. Didn't they? Yeah, seventeen nothing. Yeah. Um, and, and and you know, there always seems That'll to be like one one image in each game that, that gets me. In, the, in that game, I can think of um, Jim Bird on the field after the game with his kid on his shoulder. <laughs> um, and then the next one in, in 91 when they oh, beat yeah. San Francisco. And that was, you know, the four, and 49ers were going for the three-peat. And the Giants were, yeah. well... Counting that game and, and the next four championship games, they were pretty decent underdogs in three of the four games. And, and uh, you know, the Giants' uh, winning field goal by Matt that was set up. Well, first with Lawrence Taylor recovering a fumble when 49ers could have run the ball, you know, won the clock off. And uh, and a block, I mean, uh, fake punt was a big play in that game. Um, yeah, 15 to not, 13, they only kicked field goal yep, too. Right, yeah yeah. Um, The uh, 2001, and not not a whole lot of memories from that. The the one thing I remember is a great. Interception by Jason Seahorn when he was lying on his back and the ball bounced to him, mm-hmm. but that's that's about it for that game. What did they beat yeah. the Vikings by? That was a
2: lot though, right? Forty-seven to nothing. It was a real slaughter. I, yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah it was, was. It was.
4: I forget exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah
2: but and then, then they
3: um, got covered in the Super Bowl after. Yes, like, they did. They did. Yeah. They did. Uh-huh. They did.
4: 30, 34 to seven. Is, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And their and their only touchdown was a kickoff return. <laughs> um yeah. And then the, the last two were. I mean, they kind of similar. They were both overtime. Um, and uh, the one in Green Bay, like the the image I remember because it was such a cold day. The image of Tom Coughlin on the sideline, whose face looks like a tomato. <laughs> um, and then the 49ers game, um, one of Eli Manning's gutsiest games ever. He. he he played a – not a great game, but he played a good game. But he was getting hit every play. And there's one famous – when he gets up after it, getting knocked down one time where he's, his helmet's almost sideways and he's got grass from the field coming out of the face mask of the helmet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that, that's, that's uh, pretty much my memories. <laughs> uh, that's, no.
3: Candlestick for, uh, that's Candlestick Park for you, Rick. That, uh, yeah. <laughs> that, field, that field is always a
1: disaster. And of
2: course, another one where the Giants could have won is 63 when they played the Bears because uh, Tittle got hurt. He had to leave the game in the second quarter. He came back, but he was never the same. And they had uh, moved down the field fairly quickly. Uh, right at the beginning of the game, got the lead, but they ended up losing fourteen to ten. And they had the ball a lot. A very cold day and everything. And uh, was it Del Schaffner dropped? Del Schaffner
4: dropped a pass in the end
2: zone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was a tough loss. But uh, and of course that brings up one
4: more memory for me. It was and then it was what, what year was it, Chris uh, the Giants and Packers played the championship game? Well, sixty-two, right?
2: Yeah, 62,
4: yeah. 62, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> the memory I have from that is when I was like. Uh, 11 years old, yep. um, I won my first sports bet ever because my future son-in-law bet me, gave me 10 points with the Giants, and we bet a Fudgico, when they, they lost by yep. nine. Future brother-in-law, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh-huh. yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah, uh, and it was a cold Fudgico. He wants a Fudgico, and it's four degrees out. You know? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> that's right. We're tough. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Okay, Bill, what do you got for memories?
1: Mine's quite simple. Was it 2006 Colts? Yes. Yeah. And <laughs> yep. the Patriots, and 21-3 at halftime, I said, there's no way the Colts are going to come back. There's just thought. no way. Yep. And that was one of the best finishes to a game. Did New England just run out of gas that day? Or
2: well, what? they had the flu. It turned out later on. They said they had, some of them had the flu, and uh, they had been. Of course, they had to play the extra game. They had they had beaten the Jets, uh, and then they had to uh, beat the Chargers. Had to come from behind against the Chargers. So they they were here for against the Jets. Then they had to go to you know San Diego. Then they had to go to Indianapolis. It was a wild card. You're supposed to have to work pretty hard. When you, well, a wild card is the low division winner, and that's what they were. Right. Low division winner, so they had they had two road games and uh, you know had to play them in the wild card round, and uh, it caught up to them. They were tied. Now the Colts had to do the same thing. They were they were the what that was was the Colts were the three seed and the Patriots were the four seed that year, so nice. it, they both had to do that. So, but I think the Colts were home. It was hot in the dome, and the they had the flu, and uh, I was getting ready for a colonoscopy. So it was a wonderful Sunday all. <laughs> and all,
6: and all. <laughs>
1: Well, what have you got cleansed anyway. So, All right. but it was that was one of my best sports memories.
6: Mm-hmm. Okay, Sean. Well, okay. A couple stand out for me, of course. Don't have any with the Oilers or Texans, really. <laughs> so, but I think the the one that I, I really remember because I was nine years old, so I was really starting to get into it. But it was the eighty one season, eighty two. At uh, NFC championship it was kind of the changing of the guard a little bit as oh yeah you know the Cowboys had been America's team is Danny White going to get him over the hump? Is he going to continue the tradition of Roger Staubach? But then along came young Joe Montana. Yep. And it started <laughs> it started the run for the 49ers, where they ended up going on and beating Cincinnati in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, that started the run. And, you know, it just stands out because this the first one I read. Then the other one, Of course, we mentioned it earlier, Buffalo, Kansas City from, you know, the 93 season. uh, It was when Buffalo, you had Joe Montana, Jim Kelly, Joe Montana. You you know, we always talk about the player going on to another team and doing well, like Brett Favre did, Peyton Manning, uh, Tom Brady's done it. Uh, You know, Montana kind of was the first one that really got that going on the big-time surf, you know, because they had the young Steve Young. They were ready to – so he goes into Kansas City, gets them the championship again, uh, and they're you know, they facing off. And, of course, they, you know, Buffalo takes them down with Jim Kelly, and they uh, – you know, actually, it was 93. It, it was the third – Buffalo's third Bowl, because I think it was when – Buff. it was the same year that Buffalo beat Houston. It was that same
2: Uh Yeah, there. 93-94 season, I think.
6: Yeah, and by, by the way, oh, ninety-two, ninety-three. Okay, yeah, and by the way, because it was in it was in ninety-three, because that was coming off the week after Buffalo had just—I mean, Frank Reich had taken the comeback of the century, yep, right. and yeah, you know, and they they came on. Yeah, it was in ninety-two, ninety-three, and then that was the first time the Bills faced the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. But just—I mean right. that. It's like is Jim, and people were worried. Is Jim Kelly going to be healthy enough to play in this game? And he came back and got past Joe Montana. And
2: yeah, I think that was in Kansas City too, right? Didn't yes, it was. It was,
6: yeah. it was. in Kansas City. That's the one that's very. Yeah, it's very similar. Uh, that was the last time they met. Those two teams met in the championship, and yeah. it was. And
3: by the way, that eighty-one game wasn't that the catch game
6: where Dwight it was. Yeah, it yeah was. that was the catch. the catch. That was yep. that was the catch. January of eighty-two. That was the. That was the catch, yep. Yeah, that yeah, Jack Buck
2: the... on the call on national radio and Big yep. uh, uh, Scully on, on TV. TV. Yep. And uh, yep. yeah, and then uh, and uh, Don Klein, you hear his call of it. I don't think we ever hear the Dallas call. But, uh, no, they we don't. They, no, we don't. They weren't as happy. Yeah. <laughs> no. So anyway, yeah. okay, so we yeah. got any uh, any callers? We do not. Uh, we, we do no. not.
3: Wow, we do not.
2: All right, we will bring you. We will bring you death then. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, what do we got? We we have five. We, uh, well, first of all, no, I'm sorry. First of all, and we have not heard from David USF. So before no. we start with my list, why don't we? Uh, and Bill says he's got some audio about uh, Don Sutton who died today, uh, or where it was announced today that he died. I guess last night in his sleep at 75 years old, Hall of Fame pitcher, and a great broadcaster. So let's see what Bill's got.
1: Uh, For your information, it's three minutes and 30 seconds long. It's from MLB, so it was just released 14 minutes before we went on the air.
0: Okay. New stuff. All right. In 23 big league seasons, Don Sutton was called on for 756 starting assignments he never missed a single one, leaving behind one of the most durable legacies in the game's history. Born April 2, 1945, in Cleo, Alabama, and raised in northern Florida, Sutton was the son of sharecroppers. He showed an affinity for baseball in youth leagues, and by high school was a three-sport star whose reputation ranged statewide. Sutton played baseball at Gulf Coast Community College and Whittier College before the Los Angeles Dodgers signed him as a free agent in September of 1964, just months before the first Major League Baseball draft. After going 23-7 at Class A and AA in 1965, Sutton won a spot on the Dodgers rotation in 1966. He started the third game of the year for the defending World Series champions on April 14, 1966, and earned the first of his 324 big league wins four days later. Sutton went 12-12 and 12 with a 2.99 ERA in his rookie year, and by 1969 was one of the National League's busiest pitchers, working 293 in a third innings over 41 starts. Sutton earned his first All-Star Game selection in 1972, one of five straight seasons where he finished in the top five of the National League Cy Young Award voting. Sutton helped the Dodgers win National League pennants in 1974, 1977, and 1978, then won the league's ERA title in 1980. A master of changing speeds and hitting spots, Sutton led the NL in whip three times with the Dodgers from 1966 to 1980 before earning another whip title in 1981 after signing a free agent deal with the Astros. The strike-shortened 1981 season marked the only time from 1966 to 1986 that Sutton did not work at least 200 innings. A stretch-drive trade in 1982 sent Sutton to the Brewers, where he pitched Milwaukee to its first American League pennant. He worked for his sixth postseason team in 1986 with the AL West champion Angels, then returned to the Dodgers in 1988, retiring before the end of a season that saw L.A. win the World Series. Sutton would tally 5,282 and a third innings in his career and never found himself on any team's disable list. His innings total ranked seventh all-time, and only Cy Young and Nolan Ryan made more starts than Sutton. He became the eighth pitcher in big league history to record 3,000 strikeouts when he fanned Cleveland's Alan Bannister on June 24, 1983, and picked up his 300th career victory three years later. Following his playing career, Sutton called Braves games on TBS for three decades, then worked for the Nationals' TV crew before returning to the Braves on radio. Don Sutton was elected to the Hall of Fame in 1998.
2: I apologize. I had him pitching for the Braves, too. but He did not do that. So he, we, no, he never pitched for the Braves. David, David USF would have stormed the airwaves and, to tell us that. He <laughs> oh, definitely yeah. totally pitched for the Dodgers and uh, Houston and Milwaukee and the Angels. But we will uh, have more on him next week, more of the... Yeah,
3: uh, and David will words. be very thorough. There will be a lot more there.
2: He will. All right, so we have five uh, people that I have. We have Tim Lester, 52 years old fullback for the Rams, 92 through 94, Pittsburgh, 95 through 98, and five games for Dallas in 99. He was known as the bus driver because he did a lot of blocking for Jerome Bettis, for the Steelers, and uh, he died of COVID-19 and uh, two rushing touchdowns when he was with the Steelers. We have Charlie Thomas, 89 years old. He died of COVID as well, and he owned the Houston uh, uh, Rockets from 82 through 93, he, they made the finals and lost to the Celtics four games to two in 86 in his ownership, but he he brought in Akeem uh, Olajuwon and Ralph Sampson, the Twin Towers, So and then set up the uh, foundation. He had sold the team, but they won in 94 and 95 with those guys. And he owned car dealerships are uh, all over the uh, all over the country. Uh, Forty dealerships yep. all over the country, so and pretty cool. He
6: was also a minority partner when they brought the chaparrales to San Antonio, which became the Spurs. Was Red McCombs, but then you know he wasn't able to buy the Spurs, and neither was McCombs. Angelo Drosos bought them, so that's why he ended up buying the Rockets.
2: Okay, uh, Ben Hines, eighty-five years old, Dodgers hitting coach from eighty-five through eighty-six. And then 88 through 93 and 87, he he was the hitting coach for the Albuquerque uh, team in the Dodgers' farm system. He won the World Series in 88 with the Dodgers. Head coach at the University of Laverne in California, Uh, that was an NAIA school, and now it's a Division III school. From 61 through 80, then uh, he was the NAIA champion uh, for them in 72. Assistant at Arizona State in baseball, 81 and 82. And they they won the uh, tournament in eighty one and then eighty three he, uh, he was the angels hitting coach and then hitting instructor uh, for Seattle, and then uh, in 84. and then uh, and he made the NAIA, NAIA Hall of Fame in 89. So that was uh, him. Then we have John Arnett. I remember this guy, eighty five years old. Uh, from USC and the Rams, he had played for uh, Southern uh, USC. I'm uh, fighting myself to not say Southern Cal. I can't do that. John will come back from the grave and get me. 54 through 56. And then he was a second pick in the uh, 57 draft behind Paul Horning, picked by the Rams. And he uh, played for the Rams from 57 through 63. The Bears, 64 through 66. He had five uh, Pro Bowls, 57 through 61. He, uh, and then uh, he made the USC Hall of Fame in 94. And then uh, he, uh, let's see, in the College Football Hall of Fame in 01, 3,833 rushing yards, 26 rushing touchdowns. And then 2,290 receiving yards and 10 receiving touchdowns. And he had one, uh, And he had two passing touchdowns. And he holds the Rams' longest kickoff uh, return record with 105 yards. And a heart, of, heart of heart failure, he died of. And he had punt one uh, one punt return in his career for a touchdown, and two kickoff returns for a touchdown. And the last guy is uh, Tony Ingle, 68 years old, the head of Gordon State in Georgia, uh, head coach. Uh, this is basketball, uh, and, and that's in Barnesville, Georgia, from '85 through '88. The head, uh, head coach of Alabama Huntsville, 88 and 89. Then an assistant at BYU from 89 through 96. Head coach for BYU, 96 and 97. And then he was a scout for Utah uh, Jazz from 97 through 99. And head at Kennesaw State in Georgia and from 2000 through 2011. And then the head of Dalton State, also in Georgia, 13 through 18. His coaching record was 140 and 99. And uh, let's see. And, and let's see, he won the uh, Division Two, I think, with uh, Kennesaw uh, yep. Mountain there, and then 15. Uh, the I guess he won it in the, the NAIA uh, for Dalton State in 15, and he died of uh, COVID-19. So we've had more. Uh, I think we had three deaths on on there from mm-hmm. the virus uh, in this list. That's not good. Yep. But anyway, so there's there's the list. But Don Sutton by far heads the heads the parade, and we will definitely, I'm sure, have more on him next week. Yeah, yes. So that's it yes. for me.
5: Well, go ahead and wrap it up, Sean. All right, well, thank everybody for listening.
6: Uh, come back next week, or if you want to listen to this again, or if you missed anything, you want to tell your friends what they've missed, they can download the podcast at legendoldies.com. They can type in Sports Lounge Live in their podcatcher. They can tell their smart – you can tell your smart device, uh, play Sports Lounge Live from Apple Podcasts, or go to seven seven three. Five seven two three thousand six, option number nine. Remember, if you want to contact us, sports lounge at all things radio dot net seven seven three five seven two seven seven one five or eight hundred six nine three zero five nine five, option number two. So we got some championship games to talk about next week. So come on back and we will see you next Tuesday.